0: Greetings, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Uh, as you know, we here at Queston like to talk about uh, education a lot. We have an education vertical on the site. We've had several margin call episodes with educators and talking about issues in education. Uh, and education has changed a lot in the past couple of months. Uh, if you guys noticed, I'm going to try and avoid using all the cliche phrases that people use, particularly journalists, to talk about what's going on. So I'm not going to say like "in these times" or you know. During the pandemic, I'm just going to say, you guys have been paying attention. You know what's going on. okay? (laughs) and there are so many ripples throughout society uh, that we could spend all night talking about. So many aspects of our lives have changed. But education uh, is one of the main ones. And that goes all the way from preschool up to college students. I'm in a graduate program. I'm not going to class. Um, kids who are living in, in college dorms had to either go home or find somewhere else to live. And then all of the young people uh, who are mandated to be in school, it is a law, compulsory students uh, can't go to school. So we've come up with a whole range of solutions. I know classes are using Zoom. I know that parents have had to step up. Um, parents who have school-age children in the home are having to do a little bit of teaching themselves. So we thought it would be good to invite some people in our network uh, who could talk a little bit about this phenomenon and how it's affecting their lives. So joining us today are Yanni and Paul, two of our favorite people. Welcome to both of you. Hey, thank Uh, you. Yes, thank you for being here. And you guys were chosen for similar but very different reasons. Yanni, you're an educator, third grade teacher dealing with the ups and downs of trying to teach remotely. And Paul, you're a dad who's dealing with uh, all of a sudden now uh, you're a fifth grade teacher, at least to one. Uh, So we wanted to talk to both you guys about those experiences, how they compare. Hopefully at some point we'll get Yanni to compare, complain about what the parents aren't doing. And then we can get Paul to complain about what the teachers (laughs) aren't doing. And then we can have some, you know, big like a crossfire debate Um, that probably won't happen. for the record,
1: I did not say yep. that I was a fifth grade teacher now. I said I'm a fifth grade student now. Not I'm a fifth grade student. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's,
2: that's, that's
1: way, that's way to, to go, good. Paul. qualified yeah. teach the fifth grade. I do feel somewhat qualified to be in the fifth grade. Somewhat.
0: <laughs> well, as, as I recall, fifth grade is when things start to get a little tough. You know, I think the fifth grade is like where you got to do long division. And uh, I mean, what, I think you're starting times tables by the time you're in fifth grade. I mean, well, if you don't know your times tables. It's been a long time since you've been w- in fifth grade.
2: W- <laughs> <laughs> many moons have passed since that has <laughs> been a thing. Am I wrong?
0: Know. Is it not long to be, wait? What are you doing in fifth grade? Times tables?
1: They're like having them round off multiplication. They're like doing like 8,000 plus 1,999. And they're supposed to just think uh, of it. Like, yeah, yeah, it should be 2,000 minus one. Yeah.
0: No, it's not that easy. I think fifth grade, I, you know, fifth grade was a big year for me. That's the, the, the first year I got kicked out of a school was fifth grade. Me too! <laughs> um, yeah.
2: <laughs> Bravo. Bravo to both of you. Yeah. Good job. So yeah, something I got one there. up on
1: you though because uh, that same school I send my kid to now. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> wow. Are wow. you the teachers Full the same? Full
2: circle. Oh yeah,
1: a lot of them are the same. Wow. Oh. A lot of them are still scared in the hallways and a lot of them yeah. keep up the illusion that I was a uh, model. student. Model. student. <laughs>
0: I feel like <laughs> in some ways that's like a little bit unfair to your son. You know what I mean? That like he's coming in there it was like, oh, here we go. Paul's son. You know, son looks like you too, by the way. We don't have to talk about this, but there, you know, you, spitting image. I would imagine he looks like what you look like in fifth grade. No, it's uh, Hilarious, dude. My, uh, my fifth grade teacher is actually his substitute all the time. Oh, <gasps> <man.
1: Aww. laughs> Nice. (laughs) And my fifth grade teacher, by the way, was my older brother's fifth grade teacher and my
0: oldest brother's fifth grade teacher as
1: well. Legacy.
0: You guys are legacy students.
1: My my fifth grade teacher has known my mom longer than I
0: have. Oh, man. This kid, you you were kind of doomed as it was anyway. You had an older brother. I had the same problem that my older brother went to all these schools before me and he was off the hook. So by the time I came, they were like, oh, God, we've got another one. Not that I wasn't also off the hook, but I think I think he wore down their patience. You know what I mean? Like he's, a, he's a years opposite. old. I was a different kind of off the hook. That's true. <laughs> and they didn't see it coming. The ones that come uh, after they're worse than the ones that were before. That's true. Your that's true. By <laughs> yeah. My, my brother never like set on fireworks out the window, for instance. That was. Oh, damn. That was all, that was all me. <laughs> all right. So uh, now that we've covered the fact that I don't know what you're supposed to learn in fifth grade and I got kicked out <laughs> as did Paul. Um, let's turn to perhaps the most responsible person in the room, Yanni. Thank goodness you're here.
2: She definitely is. I can attest to that.
0: <laughs>
2: oh
0: are obviously, that a reference. Reference and Not equipped <laughs> to talk about what education should be. Um,
1: that's so why I was so like, hey, you're nah, a teacher on the line. Yeah. Don't say I'm a teacher because I'm not. Yeah. No,
2: you, you have many hats. Don't sell yourself short. That's,
0: That's such a teacher thing to say, Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everything's okay. No, you're doing fine
1: for you, Paul. You're doing fine for you. <laughs>
2: That's you both, like, both you, that of, both you, that's you and stupid. Russell turned out okay. You're fine.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a rocky road,
1: though. I think it's you always know? significant yeah. to add that people that think like this about me and Russell only met us after we were 25 that's, that's true.
0: You guys, no. you guys are lucky. Like,
2: mm, you didn't see us at no. worst it. <laughs> Right.
0: You didn't see us at no? the worst.
2: I met Russell when he was 23.
0: Oh yeah, that's very different. I mean, can you imagine sixteen-year-old Russell? You don't want anything to do with that guy.
1: Don't want any. You, you would have, have
0: lasted five seconds around sixteen-year-old no. Russell. Trust me, no, no, I was around. that <laughs> that guy was the worst man. First of all, this should tell you a lot of what you need to know. I was remembering that you know I had my ears pierced, so I used to wear. I had three. I had two holes in one ear, one hole in the other one. And I had a gold weed leaf, a gold Nike top, swoosh. Right? You had the shit at the top. Did you have the shit at the top? I didn't have the ones. I didn't have the ones at the top. I had two <laughs> in the two in the lobe one in the other one. But I went to the wholesale jewelry mart on Powell Street and got a gold weed leaf and a gold Nike swoosh and a gold Timberland logo, and those were my three earrings. So it, that should let you know what was going on <laughs> with sixteen-year-old Russell. <laughs> okay, you're very lucky to be dealing with. You know, older, stable, mature, no big gold corporate logo, earring, Russell. Look, okay.
2: <laughs> the Nike swoosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not also have shaped lines in my eyebrow. I don't know. I, oh I, 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 I don't think
1: pretty, I'm pretty sure you did. Sir. I'm pretty sure. I,
0: you know, if I'm going
2: to reel you back on. D- On topic because you're. Yes, thank God. That's my teacher.
0: Now we have two adults in the room. (laughs) 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 Yes. Greetings, all, and welcome to (laughs) Martha.
2: Yeah, (laughs) should we just restart this? Because we've totally (laughs) just diverged from the original train of thought. It's
0: good context. I think it's very helpful for our listeners to know what they're dealing with. We all have different experiences in education. We're all in different places in our lives. There should be different expectations for a 16-year-old person than a 7-year-old person. And that's framed the conversation. This digression was by design. Uh, uh, once, I, once I realized the digression was happening, then I came up with a reason for it. Uh, <laughs> and and that, bring, that brings me to you, Yanni. Yanni, <laughs> uh, you're a third grade teacher at an elementary school in San Francisco, right?
2: In Daly City, but yes, oh, in daily. A, yeah, in Daly City, in a
0: public school, right? Yes, yeah. So, I'm I'm interested in in some ways in the transition, um, like where what did you feel like the vibe was and the dynamic was with your group because you were pretty far along in the school year already. Um, before they started to cancel classes and what was that transition like did did all of your work fall apart in your hands or were you able to like retain some shape and rapport with with students as you guys went remote
2: so i have a lot of different takes on that question um we have a trimester system and we had just implemented at-home learning in our district after the second trimester finished So, um, when we announced that we would be at home learning, it was for a three week trial and we didn't know that it was going to be extended. Um, I think the general idea of kids, when they hear school's out for three weeks, there's a There's an excitement. (laughs) It's like their dreams came true. (laughs) um, um, When we announced that we were going to have at home learning for three weeks, it was a Friday. So I was scrambling to get work sent home with them that same day so that they would have enough work to do for the three weeks. Um, In the process of those three weeks, we had the shelter in place announced by our local government and then our district made the decision to extend at-home learning to another three weeks. Um, and I think from that point, it became a real reality that we would not possibly not be returning for the duration of the school year, which ended up being a decision that our district made. Um, the sense that I get from my students when I Zoom with them is that there's a lot of boredom There's a lot of the missing of the camaraderie between all of the students together. And there's a lot of missing the teachers and just having that structure and normalcy. I think after a few days, maybe even a week, yeah, it's great to be at home, not have to wake up early and go to school. But there is a real structure there that is lost. And I think with the kids being so used to this system, Um, it's really hard to cope with and whether or not they have the words to express that I see it and I feel it when I talk to them. And, um, there's no amount of, you know, zooming and communicating with students and parents that could ever replace the time we have together in the classroom. So I can personally vouch for a lot of teachers that I've spoken to in our district, but even outside of our district um, we miss our students and we miss being in the classroom. And because this is unprecedented, there's really no way for us to say what the best choices are or when we're going to come back or what school will look like when we come back. So we're all just doing our best at this point.
0: Yeah. Did what you is guys... the, I'm curious. Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Um,
1: did, I'm sorry. Did you guys send home iPads for the kids to get on Zoom or are they kind of like left to their own devices?
2: Oh, good pun. <laughs> um, yes, you're literally left to their own <laughs> um, So a lot of the kids already had technology at home, but what our district ended up doing was getting a checklist of students who did not have any um, tablets or devices at home. And fortunately, our school has a one to one ratio of Device per student. Uh, We are a K through five and SDC school. So we arranged um, times for parents to come pick up Chromebooks and chargers that they would use for the duration of at home learning. Yeah.
0: So what is it like when you have, I mean, I don't know, 20 plus nine year olds uh, like in, in tile shape in front of you? Like, what does it look like to try and create a dynamic or a learning environment? Um, when you have that many young people on a computer. Um,
2: I think well, first it's hard to access all of the students at the same time. Sometimes there are technology glitches. Some students don't have internet access at home. Um, and some kids I have not been able to get in contact with, whether that be a language barrier or um there's just it's difficult to get um on the same page with all of the families, understandably, the priorities to work, make sure they have enough money to pay the bills and help their kids as much as possible. Um, when I have my Zoom conferences with all of the kids, um I started with just one on one. And um then I'd have once a week whole group sessions. And the kids just want to share with each other and talk to each other. And understandably, you know, I, I can get that. Um, You know, it's a lot of showing resources, um, you know, to the camera when I'm uh, teaching something. And then a lot of it, too, is taking um, screenshots of images and then posting it so that they have access to it and can copy notes later. So um, it's just finding different ways to get them all involved and engaged. But um, it's a real challenge, I have to say.
0: Yanni, it is very nice to hear you talk this way, you know, partly because of my experience when I was in uh, elementary school, I did my opinion of, of teachers was like, not great. And it's probably because I had the wrong teachers. But lately, as I've like gotten to meet people who are my age or younger, who are becoming teachers now, you guys are very nice people. I wish I were going to school. I wish I had you for my third grade teacher. Yanni, I, I think my life would have turned out a lot differently. Um, and I'm sending that message to Miss Brown, where, wherever you are out there, Ms. Brown, the third grade was not easy. <laughs> <I'm> no, <calling you. laughs> nah, I just mean like, you know, a lot of, I, I was like a very hyperactive kid and whatever. I had my own issues, and, but I just like, you know, I, I just wanted to give a little shout out to teachers through a shout out to you, Yanni. You just like, are, sound like a very positive, like committed.
1: That's, that's yeah. the pre ADD. Now they be talking about A- oh ADHD.
0: Yeah,
1: that was the-
0: yeah. This kid's got too much energy. What should we do? Give him some amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have so, kids that are high energy and yeah. it's, I can see the struggle with the parents, you know, trying to get them to focus on tasks for an extended period of time. But I use my zooms also to check in with them and just have them tell me a fun story or teach me a game or show me what they've created. So there, there's some creative outlets there, but uh, um, yeah. Yanny, I mean, you, just you trying are to what imagine.
0: I needed as a nine year old. I needed a Yanni. When I was nine years old. <laughs> I didn't, so uh, so teachers
1: uh, are different than teachers were when we were kids. Like Paul mm-hmm. Little Paul in their class, they're crazy, dude. They're they're asking the teacher about her boyfriend and stuff. I don't like it.
2: <laughs> 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 They're they're more bold, especially when the older kids. Don't oh, ask kid. you shit like that. Kids I'm do sure. that nowadays, too, though. Yeah,
1: it's weird. i would be like, oh, I guess, it right. It is That's weird. Like, I agree. A teacher, yeah, they're they're like, business. You know I have a boyfriend. Don't ask me about it again. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I had one ask thing. me when I had my class two years ago, and I said, should you be asking that question? <laughs> I, mean, I, right. I could have made a joke out of it, but...
0: Nice. Oh, nice. You, you should have said, Yeah, your dad. That's what you should have said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Damn. She would never <laughs> say that. Stop <laughs> it. Right there?
1: Right there? Yeah. That's why you weren't a good student. You used to say that in class.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Paul. Yeah, right. Right. He's not in class.
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah, there's, there's a reason I can't be a third grade teacher, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Paul, I, you made an important clarification because I at the top of the show, I introduced you as a father who now has been forced into the role of a fifth grade teacher. And you said, no, I'm not a fifth grade teacher. I've been forced into the role of a fifth grade student. So I assume that means that uh, you have a much more hands on role and you're forced to confront all the material that fifth graders are covering, which maybe was right. harder than you were anticipating. Right. Is that- Okay, so tell me about
1: the material. I gotta relearn, teach myself the shit before I tell him the fucking answer to the fucking problem that I just spent fucking 30 minutes relearning in my 30s. Right.
0: So it's very,
1: very fucking frustrating.
0: Yeah. So what kind of what kind of material are we talking about? Is the stuff they're doing in 5th grade now harder than the stuff we were doing in 5th grade or is it just that it's been so long since you had to deal with any of that mess that you just cobwebs in your brain? It's it's they used to say it was
1: cobwebs in your brain because it's just it's totally a different process that you are not your your brain's not prepared. You don't know what it's like to be 11 right now. <laughs> At 37, there's no Damn. way you can you, you can see your kid and you can know all these things about you. you stick your kid with an iPad and have him do homeschooling for a week, you'll learn all types of that you never
0: <laughs> so I, you know, I'm gonna have to dig deeper. What kind of things are you learning about the life of this 11 year old that <laughs> you share a home it, it, with? It's
1: funny because I'm like, oh, they aren't teaching you that, that's the basics, Da-da-da-da-da. and I'm like this is the dumb shit they used to tell me when I wasn't doing my work at school. <laughs> but it's a different process for them. He's not just yeah fighting my way. He doesn't. He didn't learn my way. He learned it a different mm-hmm. way. You know right. what I mean? So it's 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 kind of a oh fuck! I gotta go consult other adult. I'm asking my mom. Like wh- remember the. the I don't remember that shit. Why are you asking me? I'm like, motherfucker, because I got to think about this shit for the class. Will he sleep right now? I'm like, yeah. But I got class tomorrow and I looked at the shit tonight and it doesn't look like I'm going to have an easy time tomorrow. So it's better to prepare. Like, and it's funny because I it's I feel like these are the skills that I kind of refined in college, which, I, as we know, I didn't graduate from college, but I did learn some particular study skills. That now I have to implement in my life as a father. Now that I'm in the fifth grade again, and it's really not. This is not what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to be I'd a teacher, a lot of you would for wanted... this sucker to go to fucking school, so they can. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's cute, you know. They they already had the online shit. Private school, San Francisco. You know what I mean? So. Fucking bilingual. They already had the online shit, so it's like, yeah, just sign in. Oh, we got iPads at the school, so yeah, here, take the iPad. But it's like, yeah, dude, uh, I, I can't remember the password. The iPad, you feel me? I'm <laughs> the kids like, I don't know. I'm asking the kids like, what's the title of the book where we're on yeah. chapter thirty? He's like, I don't know. I'm like,
2: how the fuck don't you know? We're on fucking Paul, can you record these sessions? (laughs) I know. I know the title of the book.
1: And I didn't read the first 20 chapters. What? How do you not know this? But it's because (laughs) they're learning a different way than we learn. Yeah. Paul, I I have a question. We are.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to know from a parent's perspective, you know, the way that you and I, all of us have learned math is through standard algorithms. So there's one way of solving a problem. But the way that right. we teach now is finding or using different strategies and whatever yeah, works for shortcut. the student.
1: Yeah, the shortcut's cool now. The shortcut's cool now. I'm like, wait a minute. The shortcut wasn't cool. The shortcut <laughs> wasn't cool because it didn't work. We're like all numbers. It didn't work for like the non even numbers. So you can't use the shortcut. You guys are all about the shortcut now. I'm like, wait a minute, the shortcut's cool. I could have fucking, wait a minute. I could have taught this kid this shit four years ago.
2: (laughs) Well, things are being learned earlier now, too. Like, it's funny, I didn't learn my times tables till fourth and fifth grade. Now we're teaching it at second and third grade. So it's like using different ways of teaching to get the kids to learn these skills.
0: Oh hell no! If I had to learn times tables in second grade, I was I was completely overwhelmed by a long division. Oh, so yeah. I, knew. I knew I
1: went to yeah. college at twenty-one. These fuckers at seventeen were like, "Oh, I yeah. was in an AP um, physics class." I'm like, "Yeah, but I never yeah. took a class in my life." <laughs>
0: <laughs> my last, most of us geometry. haven't.
1: They took geometry in <laughs> freshman year
0: of high school. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. not. <laughs> well, let me, call. I'm curious because. I don't know I mean I have lots of friends who have kids at home or whatever, but I'm not hanging out at home with them uh, so I haven't had a chance to ask this question but like how much more are you involved now and what does that look like? Are you like sitting next to him while he's in the zoom class like making sure he's paying attention or oh, are you yes. helping yes. him like so yes. what is, what does your involvement look like? How much do you have well, to do to be a zoom parent but I'm in school again I'm in
1: all over again because if you leave him to his own, he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I'm like, let's take a new folder in your Google Docs. They have folders in the Google Docs. There's fucking kids. I'm like, did you make a new folder? No. I'm like, what do you mean? No. All oh, he's gonna create a new fucking folder.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> doesn't I, that all oh, doesn't that raise the <laughs> question? What was what was going on before this change, right? Like, no, I, mean, was, I mean he was
1: you're like, oh, they haven't been doing shit because it's like it's okay. They don't want to make you feel bad and shit. So you say right. some dumb shit. It's every question is no, there's no such thing as a dumb question. That was the worst thing they could have told these kids. Because they asked <laughs> uh, a fucking question. No. It's because you know what? There's a there's a way to to respect, look, there's a process. Respect the problem. These kids don't have this. These kids, they're on-demand kids. And what has happened is teachers have had to adapt. And even the educational system has had to adapt to the type of kids that they're dealing with. It's like a whole bunch of old administrative teachers were like, they're way ahead of us and nobody knows. So we have to set the shit in place. So five, ten years from now, when all of them are ahead of them, those people in charge, they can handle it. And that is what happened. That is what it makes them I'm, smarter. It makes them smarter because like you're, you're dealing with the social shit in the educational shit. You know what I mean? And it's it's more it's it's more kids coming home talking about, oh yeah, dad, you know, boys can marry boys. It's like, yeah, I knew that. My mom, not so good. She, my mom didn't know that. My mom's like, what? Why are they telling you this at school? It's like, yes, mom. It's 2020. You have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was this first grade or whatever, four or five years. But that's the world we live. The world changes, education changes,
0: people change. You know, it's that's the way it is. I mean, I'm curious about like so many. I mean, it's true for all of us. Like, we're all autodidacts now. We're all teaching ourselves things every day because we have the internet, right?
1: We're all buying fitness clothing. We're all buying fitness clothing, and we're yes, (laughs) we're all working out
0: now. We're all (laughs) workout (laughs)
1: experts. Definitely not.
0: No, no, no. I mean, that is true. That is true for some people, not true for others. But what I'm saying is... I bought a bike. School, person... I bought a bike. How you like that? Good job,
1: Paul. Right let, let me just... Let me say
0: go. one oh. thing. Let me say oh. this thing about education really quickly. Quickly. Everybody in the world, if they want to learn something, can learn it themselves. Right. And in some ways, that was an option before because you could go to the library and look it up. But now, like everyone, really, you can just because of the Internet, just teach yourself something. If you want to like, oh, why is the sky blue? Boom. You punch that in the Internet and you learn about, you know, wave light wavelengths and you ben, can answer I your to, own questions. to I, my
1: kid what the encyclopedia was. Yeah. It's like what the encyclopedia
0: that? was like an I, edited, don't heavy, don't bad it's version like a of the dig- Internet. It's like a descriptive dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> and, then said, and then he said, and then he said, what's a dictionary?
1: No. Like, yeah. No, because we had to go to Britannica.com yeah, to look some shit up. And he's yeah. like, well, how do you know that? What this is? I'm like, what? It's not Wikipedia. It's the encyclopedia. <laughs> it's it's like, the what
0: is original that? Like, Wikipedia.
1: thought they shit from? Yeah. Well, I just I just <laughs> think. The reason it's I like say the, that is because you know Wikipedia that... is the goddamn footnotes to the fucking encyclopedia. That's exactly what it is. It's the damn footnotes. It's the footnotes.
0: They, it's, I would think that, first of all, we're not using Wikipedia as a source. If you're writing a paper, you can't put a footnote that says Wikipedia. You at least got to dig back one level to the primary source. The the reason the reason I'm mentioning Wikipedia, the Internet, et cetera, is just because the way that we learn is very, very different. Now, there was a time I think when I was a kid that was pre Internet, when if you didn't know something, you had to just like go around and ask people, you know what I mean? And that's what parents were most often put in that role where you'd be like, oh, dad, why is the sky blue? You know, and dad wouldn't know. He'd make up some crazy answer. Um, or you would ask your teacher something and either they would know or they wouldn't know. And if they didn't know something, you'd be fully scandalized because teachers were supposed to know everything. But it, I, I would imagine that teaching and parenting have been uh, fully uh, over overhauled because of young people's ability to get answers to their own questions. I, you know, I would think so. Um, I don't know if that's true in your experience, Yanni, as a teacher, but I would say that would at least explain in part why kids, for lack of a better word, are just like smarter now learning things quicker, like able to pick things up quicker because there's you can match that curiosity. Like learning is not always necessarily associated with school. Learning can just be you. You're curious about something and then you go uh, find out about it. It's just like immediate gratification of education. Like as Paul said, I like that phrase on-demand kids, you know, like education is on demand.
2: I think, you know, I definitely think the internet is a blessing and a curse when it comes to students. Yes. There's so much information they can access online. And because so many families have devices at home, their kids can look up information and kind of essentially be their parents teachers. Um, But with that responsibility also comes digital citizenship and being um, you know, safe when they use the internet. I know that's a different kind of realm, but um, yes, technology has broadened a lot of what kids have access to. Um, and they teach me things all the time. Like I, I thought I was pretty hip with technology, and then I have kids teaching me how to do things on Google Slides on the Chromebook. You know, or I'll, yeah. I'll ask them for help because I need it. So yeah. it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned. I mean, part of this is about the limitations of technology and how it is difficult to try and do things remotely. Um, before the show, you were talking a little bit about a specific student that you had that needed some support that was much harder to administer. Can you talk a little bit about that student and kind of and, and what happened? How you navigated that situation.
2: Yeah, so um, coincidentally today I had my first Zoom with one of my special needs students and he is autistic. Um, he is full inclusion, meaning that he is in a general ed classroom with me for 100% of the school day. Um, he has an IEP, which is an educational plan that is tailored to his academic needs And because he has an IEP, not only does he have access to learning with his general ed teacher, which is me, but also our resource teacher who helps him on specific skills listed on his IEP. Um, He was very anxious about using Zoom. Um, I've had a hard time getting him to use it. And his dad told me last week when he came to pick up the child's homework that um, yeah, I download zoom on his tablet and then he deletes it. He's just very anxious about this change in the everyday routine. So, um, Fortunately, the student was sitting in the car seat when his dad came to pick up his work. So I kind of, um, you know, came up close to him, but um, was on my knee on the sidewalk. And I just showed him what I was sending home with him with kind of that calm demeanor. So he wouldn't feel as anxious. And I said, well, let's try our Zoom for the first time next Tuesday. Uh, we'll do it for 10 minutes. And if you feel nervous, just let your dad know and we'll stop it. So, today was the day of our first zoom, and he had an extremely difficult time. He was saying, "I'm shy, I'm shy." He kept yelling it and repeating it, and the camera wasn't focused on him; it was just his dad in view, so I said, "Okay, let's turn off our video capabilities so that you don't see us and he was he continued to scream and say, "I don't want to do this, Stop it, Dad, Stop making me use zoom so um." Something that I'm going to try with him and his dad is for them to come to our school site on Friday. And um, we're going to practice using Zoom, but I'm going to be about 20 feet away from him. So he's going to be on the sidewalk and I'm going to be at our front entrance and we're going to use Zoom on our mobile devices. I just want him to see that, look, you can see me. We're using Zoom. It's just a way for us to talk to each other and nothing has changed. It's just a new way for us to communicate. And if that ends up being successful, then we're going to continue that for the duration of the year. Um, I'm just trying to brainstorm ways to continue to support him because I don't want all of the responsibility to be on his parents to support him academically. And it's been that for them. And I can totally, you know, I can say I can empathize with parents. I'm not a parent, so I know I cannot totally empathize, but I feel for them because they are doing their best. So um, kind of a snapshot of what happened today, but I'm Damn. still hopeful for the best. Yeah,
0: know? no, it sounds like it. I mean, you're obviously doing all of the things that could be supportive to him. I just wonder, um, I mean, if you remove Zoom from it when, you know, when he was in your class before mm-hmm. you were teaching remotely and he would have um, need like additional support in that way, was it easier to connect because you guys were there? Do you think it's like an extra challenge that it's kind of remote and you can't? Um, connect with him in a way that you would in person.
2: Yeah, it was definitely easier because there was that individual rapport that we had. And I could easily, you know, sit next to him and say, hey, Luke, He's, you know, hey, let's try this. And if it doesn't work for you, then let's try another method. And he had much more interactive support at school. Whereas now with remote learning, not only do we not have day-to-day interaction, but there is a high level of stress and anxiety. Knowing that this child is a special needs student, you can imagine anxiety that even a general ed student with no additional special needs will have knowing that world. the world is changing and we don't have all the answers as teachers and we're all just kind of working together and doing our best. So yeah. in short, yes, it was easier being in the classroom, but we're going to have to look forward and make changes needed because nothing's going to be quite the same as before COVID-19.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I uh, I like your optimism, Yanni. It's infectious. Yeah. What'd you say, Paul?
1: I was I was saying try having them turn the volume real low. You know what I'm mm. saying? Oh that's yeah. It. Yeah, the value all the way up, sometimes sounds distorted. I know sound sometimes that walk awesome. real quick. Yeah.
2: he sounds can't, definitely yeah that's i mean i'm even looking at speaker phone conferences we don't have to see each other as long as we i can listen to him read or I mean, just have a conversation with him
1: too much interaction and yeah it's, it's too much of this the thing that's making hell i mean
0: i could see right i i th- i really sympathize with his position um, because it is strange to be, you know, I'm in a, it's very different, right? I'm in a graduate program, but we do a Zoom class. Like, you kind of feel like everybody's staring right at you the whole time, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Even though they're not. Yeah. Like, if you're in class and you're, you know, sitting around a table, you know like everyone's looking at the teacher and people aren't looking at you. And that's but how Paul person, is too, yeah. Yeah, you're you're Like, all not see me. I'm like, they ain't yeah.
1: looking at you, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, no, like, no, I'm yeah. looking at them. I'm looking at yeah. them but it's hard to make that distinction. It is. It's hard to make that distinction. It feels like everybody is staring right at you. You know, like for instance, if Mm -hmm. I want to pick my nose or whatever, I feel like, Oh, I can't do that right now because everyone's staring at me, for instance. So I could see, yeah, for a young person, especially for an autistic young person, that is completely overwhelming. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I hadn't considered that before. Although I don't, I, not that I pick my nose. I wouldn't pick my nose in class anyway. It's just, just. You would an pick your
1: nose. I've seen you pick your nose in an editorial meeting and eat the shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's Wait, true. That's true. While you were talking. Well, <laughs> I mean,
2: you know. Uh, <laughs> Wow, you there. The out for your past behavior. <laughs> I mean, I guess Paul is the He's one do that. hello, and I only seen you. <laughs> Shit. He's the one who was talking.
0: Listen, Paul, I, I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I no longer pick my nose and eat my boogers when I'm talking to people. Right now, Blood, I know you but I know <laughs> well only because it's not a video recording. Like if we were, you know what I mean. Like if we were doing, that's, it. Gr- that's good to
2: know. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thanks. Yeah. In fact, you know, this has now become a major digression. But mm-hmm. I, the, before, you know, everybody's like, "You don't touch your face. Don't touch your face." Before I was getting admonished by everybody for touching my face. I had no idea how many times I was. Tired. All i, oh, to do yeah. Is- yeah. I was doing. Oh yeah. It's like, I like able yeah. To yeah. In public right now. I hold
1: all my coughs right now. If, unless yeah. it's like it, it, even if it's an itching cough, if my throat yeah. itches, I yeah. won't it. fucking cough. You yeah. gotta hold it. Because as soon as the motherfucker yeah. cough around me, I'd be like, bitch, why you ain't got no man?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I went grocery shopping with my friend today, but that's like our social distancing thing. So like we'll 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 stand apart and just like talk out loud because we miss each other. And um I <laughs> There's this Corona rap song that she sent me. It is so funny. And the preface of the song oh, is someone called. you
1: got coronavirus.
2: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and that's the one. He's
1: from Detroit. He's from Detroit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I love that, that song. Detroit. And I was trying to emulate oh, it. But I realized, uh-oh, someone's going to think I'm actually sick. Like I actually got really okay. self-conscious when I did it underneath my mask. That's a real no. thing. Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully we could. You know, I, I do like that song. I've heard. I've heard the coronavirus song. Maybe we could pepper it's that in on our on our outro. Yeah, that, yes.
2: That's the uh,
0: hook for people who are wondering. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul. Paul, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, I want to ask you: What are you guys covering tomorrow in your in your fifth grade class? What, what did you? What was your homework tonight? In order to get ready for tomorrow, what are you guys? What are you guys going over?
1: Oh well, uh, in Greek mythology, in French. Oh, wow. They're Greek
0: mythology aspect. in French. Oh, you know, you're you're, you're cooked, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're stuck. Just give up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "What does this mean?" Hey, I gotta look it up. Give me a second. Yes.
2: With- <laughs> I, I gotta go Wikipedia first. Second, <laughs> hold on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> All right. Anything so, else? Is it just is it just Greek mythology and in, in French or or do you also have, you know, um astrophysics? You <laughs> got spelling in French. You have to do the
1: math app. And yeah. we do the math app. And then we have a sheet.
0: Problème du la jour. Problème du jour, which is the oh, problem in nice. French.
2: Yeah, you put an extra
0: article in there, man. I yeah, I think uh I, I, I know you're a fluent French speaker, but you should you should have some advantage there, shouldn't you? Um, okay. Is your French better? I guess what I'm saying is your French better than your son's. That's my question. This is the edge of my French
1: being better than his.
0: <laughs> okay, it's just he's just about to eclipse you. No,
1: alright.
0: It's fifth grade in
1: 2020, as opposed to the fifth grade. in whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, all right. Yes. Also, I want to ask you to Yanni before we get out of here. Are you are you doing a lesson plan right now? What are your ambitions for the day? What do you? What's a realistic expectation for what you're going to get through? What What are your plans for tomorrow?
2: Um. So I have a Zoom meeting for a student speech IEP at eight in the morning. So and then I have individual Zoom conferences from eleven to four. And I've actually like. I'm multitasking. I'm sending an email to a family right now and I'm just I let the parents know, I let the families know, I let the kids know. This is different. It's going to be challenging. You can always communicate with me if you have questions, but please don't feel like I expect perfection. I'm just reinforcing the skills that we've been practicing all year in 3rd grade and because you're at home, you're going to do your best and That's all I really care about Um, at the tip top of everything. I just want them to be safe and healthy. And yes, I do follow curriculum, but I've had to modify a lot of the assignments because they are not in the classroom with me. So I think the biggest thing I look for is that they do their best and keep working hard.
0: Nice. So does that mean that you're not generally doing (laughs) Yeah, kudos to teachers. If there's any takeaway here, it's, it's kudos to teachers. And the secondary takeaway, teachers are a lot cooler now than they used to be, I think. Is that those are the two lessons for today.
2: Kudos to families, too. You're wearing two hats, teacher and parent. That is not easy. Yeah.
0: And, and Paul is a student as well. And <laughs>
2: you have three hats. Sorry. <laughs> three hats.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. I, I think that is a great takeaway for the day. I want to thank both of you guys for coming on to give us these unique perspectives. I know a lot of people are dealing with this. A lot of people have kids in the house. Um, I'm interested to see what this means for education moving forward. Kind of what you said at the top of the show, Yanni. Like this is um, a lot of things are going to change for good. And I and I think there might be a way for us to reexamine education and look at what what works and what doesn't work. Uh, I'm excited to see it. And I, it's good to know that the uh, the nine-year-olds of Daly City are in good hands. <laughs> yeah.
2: I certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> All right. Obviously, I want to thank both of you for being here. Paul, Yanni, I'm very grateful to your insight. I hope that both of you are back on the show soon. We want to check in around the time that kids are going back to school to see how things have changed. Uh, yeah. thanks, thanks, as always, to e uh, you had your hands full this time. It was. It was. We we were a little bit. We went oh, off yeah. the rails. We, we hit a couple of trees, a couple of
2: hillsides. <laughs> we fell off into a, a dam. I, know. I miss having. I, I love the banter between Paul and Russell because it's always just like it just goes in so many different directions. Yeah. You never know where you're going to end up.
0: <laughs> it's true true it's not a train of thought oh, yes. it's a spaceship of thoughts
2: <laughs> and we off planet uh, so for sure. yes
0: that's just a shout out to you you always uh do a lot of work to make these shows good but i think you you did a little extra work this time <laughs> so shout out to you as always aiming our fearless producer for keeping us on task and thanks as always to our listeners until next time quest on everybody I did, I did. You uh-huh. know, it, it, identity is it's, it's constructed. Identity it's is constructed. Fluid? So, yes, identity is fluid and it's constructed. I don't know. All the kids in my preschool were Chinese, so I was like, alright, then I must be Chinese. I didn't know what Chinese was. You know? And I used to sing a song about it. It wasn't a very involved song, but the song was I'm Chinese and you don't care. I'm Chinese and you don't care. Uh, so... I mean, maybe I could bring that song back. I don't know if it would land well, but.
2: Um, we I have to update it for the current time.
0: I guess that's a different, I guess that's a different episode. <laughs> we'll do, we'll Russell makes
2: his own Asian song, which also sounds <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. This episode of Quest on Media's Margin Call was produced in Richmond, California.